Welcome to the Old Ways for the New Age podcast, where we are embracing ancient ways of being and opening our hearts to the magic of everyday life. We are your hosts, Christy and Hannah. Join us as we romance the ordinary, re-enchant our own lives with plant magic and get ourselves back to the garden. Before we get into the podcast, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the unceded land on which we live, work and record, the Wanjaraburra people. We wish to honour their elders past, present and emerging and recognise their continued connection to the land, sea and community. Hi everyone and welcome to the Old Ways for the New Age podcast. This is Christy. This week's episode is the beginning of a new mini-series that I will be talking about called the Rewild series and the first one is all about rewilding the home. So in this installment, three episodes in the mini-series, we have Rewild the Home, Rewild the Garden and Rewild the Skin. Maybe I'll add more at another point but we're starting with those three. And, you know, I know rewilding is a term that is kind of a trend term at the moment and it's being bounced around a lot, but I'm reframing it very slightly. So so rewilding the home is all about bringing nature back into the home. A very short time ago in the grand history of the world, 200 years, a blink of an eye really, Only 7% of humans across the globe were living in urban environments, and now more than half of us do, which is really incredible when you really, really think about it. 200 years ago is not that long ago. Our bodies have not actually found a way to live the way that we live now. And unfortunately, the land on which our homes are sitting and being built are decreasing in parcel size as well. So we're actually living on land that is just shrinking and I actually live in a new build myself. I live in a new estate. This is all we could find when we sold our house a couple of years ago when the whole real estate market scenario was happening and this was the only place we could find to rent. And it's been somewhat of a journey to try and go from living on an acre and feeling very blessed and privileged to have that and to grow so many plants and have so much greenery around me and so much space to now being in a smaller sized land and not having those beautiful outlooks that I had before. On either side of us we have only a meter before the next house starts and we have fences and we only have quite a small backyard. So really this episode is based on a lot of the things that I had to do in my home to really feel like I was bringing that nature back in. And I think it's really beneficial. It really helps with creating a home that is a sanctuary. It really helps your health and well-being. And we'll get into that a bit later. So you've probably heard as well that the air in our homes is actually becoming really toxic and harmful. And there's been numerous studies that separating ourselves from nature and not having greenery around our homes is actually harming our health as well. Most of these studies you can actually read about in this fantastic book called The Healing Code of Nature, which we used to actually have in the shop. And I think we'll get it back in because it's just such an amazing book. And the author's story is very interesting as well. 
and he shares just so many different scientific studies about nature and its effect on our body bodies and and all these studies show like of course decreasing blood pressure decreasing stress and all those sorts of things and it's funny actually because when you turn that around what it's actually saying is that it's not that going into nature makes us healthy being in nature is our normal environment that is like modus operandi that is status quo that's the baseline right there it's what happens when we go out of nature and we move into more urban environments that's actually what's making us unwell and of course you know i understand not everyone can go out and just buy lots of land not everyone can go out and farm or camp and outdoors and do all these things most of us live in suburbia or in cities or in towns where we don't have a lot of room around us and i know we all dream of going back to a wilder way of life where we can go and buy land and escape into the forest or we can convince our friends to buy land together and create an off-grid community but realistically speaking what we can do now is make small changes to our home to to our homes to bring nature in and address the issues right now with these small steps so how can we create a place a home that not only calms down our nervous systems but contributes towards our health and being and there is actually a term for this there is a term for bringing nature into the home to improve health and well-being and that term is biophilic design and guess what it actually came into popularity as a term during the 1980s Yes, we have been trying to go down this certain garden path for the last 40 or so years. And I understand the push and pull that comes with that and why it's it's been a struggle because I feel like there's always been this struggle. There's this flow, there's this cyclical kind of return all the time of going back to nature and now it's become somewhat of a alternative movement and it just used to be a way it just there was no question it just was what life was so this term biophilic design it's actually been it's actually evolved now into a term that re relates more to an architectural design practice where uh, the shape of new built new homes are built according to the natural world so they're seamless and integrated within their environment so let's discuss some of the things that you can bring into your home right now to start creating some more wild and a beautiful natural environment that will not only have effects on your health and well-being but your nervous system as well so number one first of all absolute number one is to introduce soft edges and curvy lines if you have a look around at a woodland or even a garden nothing grows in straight lines everything is organic and flowing the river does not run in straight angles and trees do not grow in straight lines studies have actually backed this up and they've shown that humans respond to biomorphic shapes so there's curving beautiful irregular ones in more positive ways so we are actually soothed by these lines and stressed by the harsh straight ones so building a lot of boxes next to one another closely next to one another on flat land it might be 
more economical, <laughs> of course, and that's that push and pull. But I think that it is harming us in ways that we don't even actually realize. So you're not going to get away with all the harsh lines, straight lines in your house. That's just a given. But you can start introducing some curves. So perhaps a round mirror on a straight wall. You could use a curving flowing pattern wallpaper. And hot tip if you're renting, removable peel and stick wallpaper is your friend. And with furniture, straight lines can be softened on purpose. Just get a nice beautiful old wooden table and sand some of the straight lines down so that they're actually softened a little bit. This happens with um, with vintage furniture over time. Many hands will soften the edge, which I absolutely love. I think it's one of the most beautiful things about vintage furniture is the fact that many hands in history have softened the, the harsh lines. Our dining table is actually just three huge hunks of wood on the top and that it, the wood hasn't been shaped to be very square so the edges are actually like quite raw and original to what the wood would have been and I get so much joy just running my hands over it all the time and seeing the natural texture of the wood. You could use a round rug you could throw some really soft top textiles over, like throw rugs over harsh straight furniture. You could use a tablecloth if you don't want to go at the wood on your table. <laughs> you could use curtains around a square window, hang a bunch of dried flowers, a beautiful round wreath. Just, just try and think of ways of incorporating those more flowing lines into the home. There's actually a reason um, and I can't quite remember remember it but there's a reason why looking up at a tree canopy is so good for us and seeing all those those lines that sort of like splay out like that and it's because it's mirrored in the way that our eye is actually made so it's something to do with the fractals and it's soothing for our brains because our eyes can easily take that in so another step that you could do is introduce lots of natural materials. This is kind of a given. It's kind of a no-brainer here. So you're thinking like woods, stones, bamboos, natural fibers like cotton, linen, wool. And I'm pulling all the scientific studies out here, but this is what this is about. I'm telling you the why. I mean, it's, it's not just some fanciful notion to do all these things. These things actually have scientifically backed up reasons as to why we do them so having wood in your home now is actually scientifically proven to lower our blood pressure and our stress levels which is just amazing i mean it's just wood but it has an effect on our body who would have thought right so thrift some wooden furniture pieces that makes it a really sustainable option as well go onto facebook marketplace find some beautiful furniture and if it's got like a horrible varnish or something on it, you can use um, those magic erasers that you use to take te take texture marks off walls and things. You can use that to actually remove varnish as well And if you don't want to sand it back. And then you can polish it with some handmade beeswax. I'll talk about that a little bit later as well. And the next thing you want to look at is colour. And 
Look, everyone has their favorite colors. So a lot of people will listen to this and go, no, I'm going to keep the colors that I like, but it's just something that you can consider. And you might want to use these colors and then introduce as pops some of your favorite, more brighter colors. So this works well for me because I love a neutral color scheme anyway. That's, that's my vibe. But what I want you to think about is what are the colors of your environment that you're living in right now. So you want to stick as close to that color palette as possible. And there's a reason for this. It's because the way the light plays with those colors inside your house will be more harmonious depending on the environment you're in. So the colors that you have in your home are going to look different depending on where your house is. If you have blues in your house, the light from a woodland is going to touch those differently than the light on in a beach house so blues and things like that go really well at the beach because those are the sorts of colors you would see at the beach sandy tones ocean blues and those more sort of like leafy greens and browns are going to work better in the middle of a woodland for example now you're probably thinking i don't live on the beach i don't live in the woodlands i live in the city or i live in the suburbs so what this is actually really exciting. I actually find this really, really fascinating to be able to do this. What you want to do is look at what the land looked like before that happened. So you might live in suburbia, but bushland may have been cleared to create that suburbia. You might living in a, be living in a city, but same scenario, land may have been cleared to create that city. So look at what the land was before all that was built. That is what you want to look at when you're thinking of a color palette. So the light will touch it in a more harmonious way. And this is going to be better for your physiology and it's going to make you your nervous system relax because everything feels more in harmony. Okay, so let's talk about views. And now I understand most of us are not going to have a beautiful view from the window. A lot of the windows in my home look directly out onto a fence now and I'm taking this into account, but I want you to think about what most of us do when we're in our homes. We're not actually looking out of our windows a lot of the time. We're looking at our screens or we're looking at our immediate environment, those those four walls, which, uh, you know, a, f a few meters in distance. Not We're not looking out the window towards the distance. So we know now that when we actually do look out into the distance, which is why you get this beautiful feeling when you're looking out at a nice view at a lookout, is our nervous system start to repair, repair and it leads us to feelings of contentment. So what happens when you're looking close to you is that's actually a trauma response. So when you're looking at your screen and you're only taking in your immediate surroundings, it's actually a biological trait of ours that's been hardwired into us for survival that focusing on that like immediate environment triggers our flight and fight response. So what we're doing is we're actually tricking our bodies that we're in danger by keeping that like focus zone really like close to us, a few meters or even a few centimeters, which is even worse. So like if you're always on your phone, you're actually tricking your body that you're in danger. So something that you can gaze out at of your home towards some greenery is going to be amazing to counteract this. So I want you to think of your windows as picture frames and the view outside should be something that you enjoy gazing out into. And of course, it's going to be kind of unrealistic for you to do this with every window of your home, 
but at least do it with one. So if you have a fence or you have a balcony, let's start with the fence first, that's really close to your window, you could put a pot there with a vine that grows out of it. Jasmine's really great for this, even an ivy, and run some strings along the fence. You just staple them in or some thumbtacks, really easy, and the vine will grow up that. And if you're renting, this is a really good option because then you just cut the vine back, remove the strings, and take the pot with you. But it makes that fence really beautiful. Same with a balcony. If you've got a balcony, you're living in an apartment, add some pots and greenery and have some plants going. It's a perfect way to make a beautiful environment to look out on. And then if you want to bring that to the next level, add a bird bath or a bird bowl with some water in it and some rocks, maybe even a little um, bird feeder and, with, and some seed and you can attract some beautiful little birds. And what will happen is the plants and the bird bath and the birds and everything are going to create this little mini ecosystem and the rocks are going to attract insects and butterflies and the little birds that eat the insects and you'll be able to sit at that window and look at your greenery and have your gaze stretch more than a few centimeters or a few meters and watch some nature watch some beautiful butterflies and some beautiful birds we actually have some little fairy wrens a male blue and black one and his little five female browns and they come around to the house at sunset pretty much every day aside from when it's raining and and play in the bird bath that we have set up and it's just such a joy and I hear them coming around sunset every day I hear their call and so I move myself to the back window and I watch them play in the bird bath and it's a source of joy for me and it relaxes me immediately. Okay, next one. And this one is actually a big topic and I'm going to save the majority of it for another episode, another week, but scent. <laughs> scent is a huge topic. First off, Please stop using synthetic fragrances. If you have candles that are filled with fragrance oils, ditch them. They are so, so bad for your health. And I know a lot of people are addicted to their scented candles, and that's going to be a hard one, but it's really important. So at the shop, we actually have a lot of people that come in, and the first thing they do as they step over that threshold is take a deep breath and go, <gasps> oh, that's, this smells amazing in here. And don't you want to be able to do that to your own home? You're, you might actually find that the fragrance oils give you headaches. So if you suffer from a lot of headaches, I would be paying attention to, to going around and seeing what you can remove from your home that may be causing them. A really good way to lay a scent naturally in your home is to, like I just said, layer it. So you want to look at bringing in dried petals, dried herbs and flowers, using essential oils and using essential oils sparingly and with intention. So making sure that the essential oils are pure. If they are cheap, they're not pure. And when I say with intention, I mean only use them as you need to. Don't have essential oils going in a diffuser all the time. And I mentioned before about the beeswax furniture. So if you have a lot of raw wood in the home, you can make some natural beeswax furniture polish. We actually have a recipe for this up on the blog, so definitely go check that one out. And 
you can scent the wood very gently with this beautiful beeswax and it's just I mean this is like this is layering the scent it's just so nice to have a piece of wooden furniture that is natural that helps your health and well-being just by being there in the space but also has this beautiful fragrance that gently lifts off it every now and again as you walk past and I actually love the process of making the furniture polish and then also using it and rubbing it in. It's just something that I enjoy. So I hope that you will get something out of that and enjoy it too. All right, so these are just a few easy practical tips that you can use and integrate into your homes to rewild it and bring some nature in to help out with your health and well-being. I really hope you guys enjoyed this first installment of the rewilding series and we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us and for listening in. We know your time is sacred and special and we appreciate you spending yours with us. Please feel free to go ahead and follow us on Instagram at oldwaysforthenewage underscore podcast to see more of what we talk about here. We hope you'll join us next time. Until then, bye for now.